Brought to you by North Memorial Health, where customers are treated like family. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. It's just like your family treats you. Find your healthy family at northmemorial.com slash family. Welcome to another episode of the Access Vikings podcast. This is another edition for Niners Week, a, I should call it, responsible edition, right, Ben? We're not doing this to juice our podcast numbers and get two episodes out in one week. We're doing this to... uh, report on a sobering situation involving Everson Griffin and the police department and the Minnesota Vikings that took place on Wednesday morning was not resolved until almost 12 hours later. It would have been, uh, as Minnetrista police said, after 1.30 p.m. Uh, Central time, Everson uh, ended what was described as a standoff at his home. Uh, this all started, Ben, with us waking up to social media posts, disturbing and alarming social media posts from Everson of him brandishing a weapon that he claims was registered and was his, uh, but more worrying was him being fearful that people were coming to kill him, he said. It was very uh, reminiscent of some of the things we had heard from him in the police reports that came out in 2018. Um, And certainly there might be very, very stark differences in these situations, but the similarities are that it's Everson Griffin and it's a mental health situation and one that fortunately for the Minnesota Vikings, Everson's family, um, his wife, Tiffany, their three children, and him was resolved peacefully with him now being in the care of medical professionals. Um, we just heard from Rick Spielman, who came down to address reporters about uh, the day that was with him being out there at Everson's residence with mental health professionals from the team. They were in contact with the league about uh, with their mental health people trying to formulate uh, and carry out their plan. And Ben, I found it interesting enough that they mentioned they had a plan for something like this. Um, But I guess if we just start chronologically, we wake up this morning and we're trying to report responsibly on what's going on and figure out what's going on. And we quickly find out this was an ongoing incident involving Everson. Yeah. I mean, the, the video that you mentioned, and there were a couple of uh, text messages to his agent, Brian Murphy, asking for help uh, that he then screenshotted and posted on his Instagram account as well. Um, yeah, saying you, uh, you better call 911, uh, talking about how people trying to kill him. As, as you mentioned, we heard some of that in 2018 as well. Um, it sounds like the Vikings were over there early this morning. Rex Spielman said he got a call and, and went over there fairly shortly after that. And yeah, I, I think a lot of this emergency action plan they have probably was developed somewhat in 2018 after Everson Griffin went through this the first time. There probably were pieces of that that were available before then, but Spielman said that incident in 2018 certainly helped them develop it further. And then um, as it went today, he made it sound in a fairly, he seemed fairly shaken up in, in that press conference. And he said, if you're a team that doesn't have this, you'd better figure it out because this may come to you too. And he used the words prevent a tragedy. So, um, I mean, we, we know from the police report, or at least the, the, the police statement this morning, not the police report, um, that Everson Griffin had told the 911 dispatcher that he fired a, a, a bullet, uh, fired a round up from his gun in the house. There was no one else in the house with him. Uh, no one was hurt, but yeah, it, it's a scary situation, and it sounds like it was handled well and held handled responsibly. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that as it develops, 
and it went on for, like you said, almost 12 hours. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, one of those things that you can see it in Rick Spielman's face of how close it could have been to something worse happening. And the police came out and updated their statement after it was resolved by saying Griffin was transported by ambulance to an area healthcare facility where he is receiving appropriate care. And at this point, Rick Spielman said they're still trying to figure out what those next steps are that are in the best interests of Everson's health and well-being. Um, he would not comment on what changed with Everson's mental health. And, and he, he's said something that probably rings true for everybody and, and should be said about mental health is his because I'd asked him, I said, when did you notice, or did you notice any of this changing with Everson in terms of how he was doing um, just day to day and his well-being? And, and Rick said, I don't know if you can ever answer that and have a straight answer yeah. for when an individual just isn't doing well, because you don't always know. And I think that's poignant. And I, I think that was a smart, <laughs> smart response, because even if he pretended like he could know or had an incident behind the scenes that nobody knows about, you don't necessarily know that that's the impetus or where these things started. But with Everson, he's always been an outspoken, boisterous guy. He's always been the voice of the team. He's always been the loudest one on the field when things are going well and even when things aren't. And um, it, it wouldn't be doing anybody any good to parse between the lines of like when did, did things uh, start going awry for him. But for it to reach this level, um, I think you said it best, Ben. Like Rick Spielman looked like he had just been through a near tragedy. And yep. it, I think I think he – brought the right gravity to the situation by talking about it like that. He said, their family is our family. And he, he really, he put more than words to that by spending his entire day out at the, out at Everson's home where this was going on, uh, facilitating these things between ownership, between the league, between the team, while the team is still trying to get ready for a game that we just spent 40 minutes talking about on the previous episode. Yeah. So yeah. from here, football is such a secondary thing, Ben, that, um, you just got to hope that ever you can be happy that Everson made it out of this alive and, and that he can find a way to find peace and happiness moving forward in his life. Because, you know, we can talk at length about what this means for the defensive end situation, but that just doesn't, it doesn't really matter when it seemed like it was this close to life or death. Yeah. I, and it's, it's hard to know. Um, I mean, the, the details of, of some of the things that 2018 got pretty harrowing as well. Um, it's hard to know to compare one to the other. And I'm not even really sure that you need to do that, but yeah, I, I think to see Spielman's face and to see just kind of to hear it in his voice. I mean, you and I have both covered him for an awfully long time. We both covered Everson Griffin for an awfully long time. And Rick Spielman drafted Everson Griffin in 2010 has been the GM the entire time he's been here, uh, or at least he's been in the front office. He's been the GM since 2012, but they've given him, they've been through a lot with him. In terms of big contracts, Pro Bowls, um, trips to the NFC title game, mental health issues. Um, the, the, his mother passed away in 2012, I believe it was, um, which I, I know has had a big impact on his life. So that they've been through a lot of just life with him. He got married. He's had kids, all of that since um, he's been in Minnesota. So it's it's a long history with him. I th heck, I, th I think they even work out at the same place in Eden Prairie. So they they have spent a lot of time together over the years. And um, it did not just feel like a – and certainly there's a business side of football, and there's, there's that piece of it as well. But th this is a guy he spent a lot of time with and a guy he knows quite well. And 
anytime you go through that, I think it puts a lot of the the football stuff and the the business side of this in in a different light, at least for the time being. It does. It does. And, and Rick Spielman wasn't about to entertain any thought of, you know, talking about football with Everson or anything like that. Cause again, the, the, they kept reiterating on all the team statements or that his well-being is of their chief concern. Obviously Everson is not going to be available to play Sunday, nor should he. And it, you know, you could put up that question for the rest of the season on whether or not it even be appropriate for him to entertain coming back at this point, because there's two months left in the season. Um, so for Everson, the football thing put aside, I, I do think there was an interesting lesson to be learned from uh, reporting on these things, from the social media and the public reaction to these things. I was very intrigued, Ben, to see a lot of the public reaction to this. And as it's playing out on social media, these incidents, because that, that wasn't the case even 10 or 20 years ago, necessarily. We weren't seeing this kind of just uh, players being able to live stream their, their bedroom at 3 a.m., all those things. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, uh, I, was, I was happy to see a lot of concern for him. It seemed like this was a lot different from 2018, where I think back then the prevailing thoughts seemed to be, uh, you know, get over it or more of putting a blame on the player. It seemed to me in 2021, there's more of an advanced thought process of just sympathy, having empathy for him. Um, at least that's what I saw. I don't know what you saw and what your re- the reaction you saw mostly from, but I at least was pleased to see an overriding empathy for Everson through all this. Yeah, I would say that's that tracks pretty closely with what I saw as well. Um, I, I think most of that reaction was kind of what showed up in my mentions as well. I mean, there's the occasional straggler that you kind of just say, okay, uh, I'm not even going to give voice to this or, or oxygen to this there's you know that stuff happened we all see that on social media but um yeah I, I think overall we have gotten to a point where there's not as much stigma with mental health i i think you know for a lot of reasons we've seen athletes talk about this we've seen athletes struggle publicly with this certainly everson griffin has um we've heard a lot of athletes talk about this beyond just the nfl but yeah, I, I think the public understanding and the, the sort of the public um, acknowledgement that this is a real thing and it's a it's an important thing and it can be a, a tragic thing is much higher and much more nuanced than it was. I yeah, probably even in 2018 and, and certainly even further back than that. I, I think it's fair to say we've we've come a long way in that regard. Not that we're there. If by not that we've reached a, a finish line on this by any means, but um, yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think there was a at least a, a less hostile, more empathetic reaction on social media than I would have seen in the past. So, good job, Twitter. I guess I, I know I do. I, I think it's worth mentioning just because it can be such a and it is such a cesspool. Uh, social media is that it, it seemed to be a different reaction um, today, but I guess we should also mention one twist in this. When Griffin posted a video at 3 a.m., he randomly mentions a teammate by name and Dalvin cook and saying that mm-hmm. Dalvin cook, I don't want to misquote it, but I believe he was saying that basically Dalvin cook helped me purchase this gun that he was holding in his hand. Yeah. Now, that's no crime at all. It, you know, certainly, but uh, asked Dalvin Cook today about that. And Dalvin had a message about mental health and the importance of checking up on people that are close to you. And even the strongest ones can be sometimes at their lowest point. 
But I'd asked Dalvin, like, why did he, why did he mention you? And he said he didn't know. And then behind the scenes, we've heard that Dalvin's been telling people with the team, his representatives, like, I, I didn't help him buy a gun. So it was just another weird element in this. And, and who knows what, and we don't know too, all the factors that go into, you know, mental health issues uh, involving Everson Griffin, certainly with any kind of football player who's had a decade in this sport. But um, I just thought that was another weird uh, twist to it, that Dalvin himself, who's been in the news now for things not related to football, he himself seemed pretty puzzled at that part of it. I don't Who knows what to believe, but Ben, I thought that was an odd twist to it. Yeah, I mean, that, that showed up in the video that he posted in the middle of the night. And, um, you know, it's kind of just introduced as part of that the conversation by that. And it's hard to know what to make of that. It's hard to know. Um, with the frame of mind Everson Griffin was in when he said it, or you know, if there's validity to it, I, I don't know. Um, certainly it's not illegal to, to purchase a gun and for whatever means you're going to use it for self-defense, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting twist to the whole thing. And, um, I think one that at least from what we've heard, um, kind of caught everybody by surprise so yeah we'll see what if any more comes of that but yeah an interesting twist to the whole thing yeah and if if you are interested in catching up in all of our the star tribune's reporting on this please check out um, our work at startribune.com ben will have the entire story in tomorrow's paper and certainly before just to, that just to add one thing um at least at the moment uh, on the cook thing that is not part of our story we you know we, it was on social media so we could talk about it here, but we have not put that. I mean, I, I didn't write it this morning because I, I think there is a conversation to have about where, how you present these things and how you discuss them in a newspaper of record. We're the biggest newspaper in Minnesota. So some of the decisions that we make on these things are uh, things we have conversations about. It, it's a nuanced matter. It's there's different conversations to have about what the right approach is, but um, that that particular piece of this, if you don't see it in our story, um, we've taken care to to think through that pretty carefully. So um, these things are not easy to report on. They're not perfect. We don't get everything right, but uh, they certainly, at least. I'm confident in the way we approach a lot of these stories. We, we come at them with a lot of care. I can't say that if that's true everywhere, but I, I know with our process at the Star Tribune, I, I'm fairly confident in the uh, kind of ethical process we used to go about it. And, and there is a lot of that discussion that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, when you're working in journalism. There's a lot of discussion about how do we present things? What do we say? What do we not say? Uh, what's in the public interest? All of those things certainly should be part of the conversation anytime you're writing anything, but especially in a story like this, that is an important part of the decision process. Yeah, that is important to note. And, and you can check out all of that work at startribune.com or pick up a newspaper because we will have uh, coverage of everything that happens, not only with Everson Griffin in today's situation that was resolved peacefully this afternoon, but also um, anything moving forward with that and everything else to do with the Minnesota Vikings and Sunday's game against the 49ers. So we will talk to you next time from Levi's Stadium in San Francisco.